So, I have a glitch story that some could look at and equate as a potential false memory, or something that my brain just made up when I was younger, but I've always had a fantastic memory, and I know for a fact that all this happened how I remember it. On top of that, and something that I find interesting, every single time I try to think about this or tell this story to someone, I start to get this weird feeling that I'm about to have a panic attack, which almost feels as if the Matrix, or whatever it is that controls our simulated reality, is trying to get me to forget the old timeline and accept this new one. That said, I remember all of this as it actually happened, and I refuse to be pushed into some alternative dimension that isn't true. This happened back when I was 12, which was about 10 years ago. Now, I know that some of you may say, well, you were a kid, you probably just don't remember it right. But I promise you, I remember all of this very vividly, and in intricate detail. At this point, my family lived in a small house in Missouri. I'm not going to say where specifically for security reasons. It was just myself, my parents, and my brother, and we were fairly separated from most of our family, with the exception of our aunt on our mother's side. The start of this whole event happened when my paternal grandmother passed away. It was the end of June, and my brother and I were out of school for the summer when my parents got the call. Apparently, my grandmother had died unexpectedly and suddenly in her sleep, and my grandfather was trying to figure everything out in a panic. The problem was that, as stated, his only son, my father, lived in Missouri, and they lived in upstate New York. At this point, my dad makes a firm decision that he needs to fly up north to help his father take care of everything, and my mom says that she's going to go with him as he may need the emotional support. It was decided that my brother and I would stay with my aunt in St. Louis, while my parents flew out to New York to take care of my grandfather and my grandmother's affairs. Now here's what I remember happening. I remember my aunt coming to get my brother and I. I remember loading my stuff into the car alongside my brother, and I remember telling my parents goodbye. I specifically remember telling them that I hoped they enjoyed New York. I remember this because it was something a stupid kid would say. They were going for a funeral. They weren't going to be enjoying it at all. Anyways, after that, I remember getting in the car with my aunt, and as we were driving, my aunt tells us that we were going to go to Six Flags during the week we were staying with her. I remember being incredibly excited for this, and I remember the two of us genuinely having an amazing time with my aunt and uncle going on all the rides, and that I specifically loved the roller coasters. Overall, it was probably the best week of my childhood. We got to spend time with my aunt and uncle, and they didn't have kids, so they spoiled us. We got to go to Six Flags, and really just have a great week that summer. When we got home... My parents were already back at the house, and I know I've said this a few times, but I specifically remember that my father gave me a snow globe that had the skyline of New York. This globe was absolutely gorgeous, and I genuinely loved everything about it. 
It was one of my prized possessions as a child, and I kept it on a shelf, and I never really even touched it. But I always knew it was there, and I genuinely loved it. Now here is where the glitch, or timeline shift, or whatever occurs. When I hit 19, I was ready to move out of the house and into my own apartment. A friend of mine had saved up the money to pay what we needed, and we both had a steady job for our age, and we were excited to move forward with our lives. When I was packing up my room and boxing away all of my stuff, I got to the point where I was clearing off my shelf, and I paused. There were various little knickknacks, items, trophies from school, but no snow globe. I just kind of sat there and I stared for a moment, trying to think about where I could have put it, considering it was one of my most cherished items as a child. I called my mom into the room, and I asked her if she or dad had moved my snow globe to another shelf in the house, or if they had just seen it. My mom asks me, what snow globe? I tell her it's the one that she and dad got for me from New York. My mother just stares at me confused. She says that she and dad had never been to New York. When she said this, I started to feel incredibly strange inside, almost like that panic attack feeling I mentioned before. I stepped down from the ladder and tried to ask if she was feeling okay, and if she had forgotten when the two of them went to New York whenever grandma passed. She again asked what I was talking about. I called my dad into the room, and I tried to talk to him about it, and he was just as confused, saying they never even went to New York. I, I tell them that when I was 12, Grandma passed away, and Grandpa was panicking because he didn't know what to do. I said the two of them flew out to New York to help him, my aunt came to get me and my brother, and we stayed with her in St. Louis, and that was the year that we went to Six Flags while we were there. Then, it got even more confusing. My dad's face twisted into genuine confusion, and he said, Yeah, when you were 12, my mother passed away unexpectedly, but they lived in Chicago. We drove you to your aunt's house on the way there. She didn't come to get you. So now, with this said, I apparently live in a timeline where my grandparents lived in Chicago, and not New York. In this same timeline, my aunt also apparently didn't come to get us. My parents say they supposedly drove us to St. Louis on their way to Chicago. They never brought back a snow globe, and they drove. They didn't fly. I don't understand how any of this is possible, when I have a very vivid memory of the situation. I recall having that snow globe my entire childhood. What's really weird is that I can't recall the last time I actually saw the snow globe, and I'm struggling to remember anything past getting it and putting it on my shelf. And every time I think about it, the memories are foggy, and I start to get that anxious feeling. And like I said, I know this may be incredibly mundane to others, but to me, it's really one of the creepiest things that's ever happened. Hi, I'm from Italy, 
and I've already contributed with two posts since strange things happen often to me, but this happened yesterday to my sister, and she's still freaked out. Due to the pandemic, she's working at home, and every midday she goes to our parents to take the family dog out for a walk. So, yesterday, she went to take Jazz, and there was no Jazz. He was nowhere to be found. Our dad was grocery shopping, and our mom was in the kitchen. When she asked her if Jazz was with our father, our mother asked her, Who's Jazz? Long story short, there was no dog. Apparently, after the death of our first dog, we didn't get another one. Thinking it was a strange prank, which is not typical of our parents, they're not pranksters and they're in their 80s, she searched the house and she couldn't find anything suggesting the presence of a dog. No dog food, no dog bed, no dog toys, which she had plenty of, and are always everywhere. Then, our dad came home, and still, no dog. When she interrogated him, he started to think that she was the one who was joking. At the same time, from the kitchen TV, she heard the news reporter talking about the end of the pandemic and the surge of something that she couldn't understand. This morning, she said to me that the reporter didn't seem very preoccupied for the search of whatever it was, because words that she couldn't hear would take care of it. She was so agitated that she also warned me that maybe she just didn't understand it. After that, she returned home because she didn't want our parents to see her while she was freaking out, and she tried to call me. Because while she is indifferent to these kinds of events, she knows that I'm a believer, and she wanted me to join her to try to understand what was happening. And then... I was nowhere to be found. My cell phone wasn't active, and she couldn't even reach the shop where I worked. They simply just did not answer the phone, which is quite improbable, because, except when we're closed, it's mandatory for us to answer the phone. She tried with some of my friends, too, with no success. After that, she said she went to bed and cried until she fell asleep. This morning... I found 16 calls from her, with today's date. I called her back worried that something had happened and she was crying. She was still very agitated that she didn't even bother with Jazz and left him at home because she didn't want him to spend the night with her. She also confessed to me that yesterday she couldn't muster the courage to call our parents or relatives to ask about me because she was too scared they would tell her she was an only child. At the moment... She doesn't want to talk about it anymore, and obviously I keep asking myself what that was. My parents told me yesterday that they didn't see her at all. They tried to call her at midday for the dog, but her phone was mute, and they concluded that maybe she was just busy. They thought it was strange that her phone was muted, and they didn't bother to look into it. That's all. I keep wondering where Jazz and I were, and what the news was talking about. Maybe in some other universe, if my sister was not hallucinating. She's never had this kind of problem, though. But maybe there, the events are evolving faster and... better? I'm really curious, but she's still freaked out to talk about it again. Thank you for reading, and for any additional opinions. 
Update. My sister made a doctor's appointment for next week because we talked about nightmares and vivid dreams, and she'd had those, but nothing like this. She thinks that she's stressed and that she may be having a mental breakdown. The evening we spent together, she told me the rest of the story. There was no mystery in it. She got home totally panicked and she could not stop crying. She laid down to calm down and in the end she cried herself to sleep. She was awakened by the cold in the middle of the night. She felt confused, tired, and had a massive headache. Then she vaguely remembered calling me and then my phone was finally ringing. She felt reassured by the ring and she kept trying to make it ring every time she woke up. Unfortunately, I don't have a ringtone, so I only saw the calls in the morning. Now she's very angry that she panicked, and she's making me swear that it wasn't a bad joke on my part, and she's decided to see the doctor. She ruled out anything weird to her. The only mystery is that she lost a day. That Sunday before going to get the dog, she did some computer work, and then she got dressed and went to my parents. When she woke up, the computer was on standby, but there was no work on it. She was completely dressed and the bed was made. The door wasn't locked. Maybe she was sleepwalking? But she's never suffered from that. Anyways, that's all. Thank you again for the attention. To give a little bit of setup for this story... I live in a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment with a single roommate. The apartment has an open floor plan in the front with a kitchen-slash-dining-room-slash-living room. Then there's a hallway off the dining room that leads straight to my roommate's room or a left turn to his bathroom. At the end of the hall, there is a master bedroom with end-suite bath. That's my room. For reasons that are of relevance to this story... The door to my room always remains closed. His rarely does because his cat's food and litter box are in his room. I'm currently working from home. My computer is set up in the living room. My roommate works at a grocery store, but the day in question was his day off. As per usual, on his day off, he woke up at his normal time of way too freaking early and decided to take a nap later in the day. My lunch hour rolls around at noon, and I have a few errands that I need to run. Since I've been working from home, I have also been working in my pajamas. So, I go to my room to change clothes. I'm in there for a little less than 15 minutes. I glanced at the clock before leaving my room to see how much of my hour I'd wasted, and it said 12.14. When I opened the door into the hallway... I was hit with a strong and oddly distinctive smell of meatballs being cooked in barbecue sauce. I figured my roommate woke up from his nap hungry until I take the three steps forward that allows me to see into his room, and I notice he's still sound asleep. I would have noticed if he'd cooked them earlier while I was working, so I checked the kitchen really quick to make sure he didn't wake up while I was in my room put some meatballs on to cook and then fall back asleep while they were cooking. The stove, oven, and all appliances were off. The frozen meatballs were still in the freezer, which I checked because I realized I was going to have to quickly grab something to eat when I got home from running my errands. 
I was looking for something else to eat since I don't actually like meatballs and barbecue sauce, but I did notice them there. I leave, I get my stuff done, and then I return home almost 10 minutes before my lunch hour is over. The clock in my car said that it was 12.52 when I got out. I go in, and I go to put my stuff in my room and see my roommate awake and sitting at his computer. I wish him an ironic good morning. He asked where I went on my lunch hour, and we exchanged pleasantries for a moment, during which I asked when he had cooked meatballs for his lunch. He says, uh, just now, and gives me a slightly odd look. I asked if he'd gone back to sleep afterwards, and he says no. He literally just ate the last one before I walked in, I told him I could smell them cooking before I left, and he said that's not possible because he woke up when he heard me close the front door and leave. I ask how the hell I smelled them half an hour earlier then, he shrugs and just says, meatballs from the future? Still baffled, I finish putting my stuff in my room and log back into my work computer. I still have no clue how I predicted what he was going to eat for lunch, or how I smelled him cooking them a good 30 minutes too early. This just happened today, and I can't figure it out. At all. I'm of sound mind, I don't drink or do drugs, and I'm not overly tired. We recently switched my 10-year-old daughter into a new school district. Since we switched her after the beginning of the year, they didn't have any coordinating bus routes to pick her up or drop her off. So I pick her up and I drop her off daily. Today was exactly the same as any other day. Until it wasn't. I dropped her off this morning as usual and went about my day. My daughter's school gets out at 2.50. I have an alarm set on my phone for 2.30 just in case I'm distracted and not paying attention to the clock. The alarm went off, I got myself ready, and I was out the door by 2.40 for the 10-minute drive to pick my kid up. I had the radio on, and I was driving down a backcountry road to the school when the first weird thing happened. I was zoning out, staring at the road, when it kind of clicked in my brain that the song on the radio was lasting longer than usual. I started paying more attention to it and singing along in my head when the song ended. I figured zoning out just made me lose track of time. When the same song started again, odd, (laughs) the radio station must be glitching. Whatever. Just as I was turning down the drive to my daughter's school, the song ended and started all over again. I switched the station at this point. I love Maroon 5, but come on. I pulled up to the school, which normally has parents waiting for their kids. Vehicles everywhere, kids running all over. But today, it was empty. No kids, no parents, no extra cars. I figured I was maybe a little earlier than normal, and I circled the building. Lap 1 empty. Lap two, empty. At this point, I'm getting concerned. I decided I would loop around one more time, and if I didn't see anybody, I would park and go inside to see what the hell was going on. 
I looped around, and I see a few extra cars that weren't there before, and my daughter standing outside in tears with the building aid. I park by the sidewalk, and I run to them, thinking that something was really wrong when my daughter cries out, Mom, I was so scared. Where were you? I asked her where the heck she was while I was driving in circles. Her and the aide agreed that she was outside waiting for me. She'd been standing there for half an hour, waiting for me while all the other kids were getting picked up. There's no way that three laps around the building would have taken more than five minutes. And why didn't I see any other kids outside at all? Every single time I drove back by the elementary pickup area, it was completely empty. And then, how did I lose half an hour? My mind is completely blown by all of this, and I can't find any reasonable explanations. I'm not sure if this qualifies or not, but it has stuck with me for 30 years, so maybe you all could be the judge. I was 21, living in an apartment with my boyfriend, and we had a circle of friends that had been hanging out together for about nine months. I went with my somewhat new friend to her mom's house for the first time. For whatever reason, we went down into the basement. I'm not sure why. I feel like she had to get something down there for us that she wanted for her apartment. Anyways, I got this overwhelming feeling that someone had left something in the house that they wanted very much. I had no idea of the history of the purchase of this house. Did not know my friend when she and her family bought the house, etc. The house was very nice, and not creepy in any way, and although I felt like someone wanted something they left there, it wasn't a a creepy kind of feeling at all. I just felt as if someone who owned the house before had left something behind, and they missed it. I didn't know what it was, but I sensed that feeling was emanating from the room directly above us. So I told my friend what I was feeling, and she asked what I meant. I pointed above us and told her, I feel like someone left something in the piano room when you and your mom bought the house. Did you find anything? Like jewelry or something? She looked at me very confused and just said, What? I repeated, Did you find anything in the piano room when you and your mom moved in? The catch, or maybe the glitch, is that there was no piano in that room, or anywhere else in the house. Neither my friend nor her mom ever played the piano. But to me, that room was the piano room. As it turns out, my friend's family had bought the house from a state of an elderly lady who had lived alone and was an avid pianist. I don't think she passed away in the house, but she did while she owned it. When my friend's family bought the house, the piano was still in it, as it was difficult to remove and... They didn't care if it was there or not. Once they moved in, they did remove it, and it was not there whenever I went to the house for the first time. I can still picture the room in my head very clearly with the piano in the room, and to me, that was the piano room. I can also still picture the look on my friend's face 
when I referred to the room as the piano room. We were both pretty creeped out. My friend and I have no explanation of how I knew it was the piano room. So, this story is about 20 years old, and I've never told a soul about it, but reading through a lot of these stories has inspired me to share. When I was 18, maybe 19, I was really into low-rider trucks and such. I had ordered a set of 20-inch wheels and tires from a local shop, and I couldn't wait for them to come. The day finally came, and I got the call that I could come pick them up. I threw on some clothes, and I left to go get them. It's about a 20-minute drive, and I made it in about 12, driving way too fast from the excitement. So, I get to the shop, and just as I'm climbing out of the truck, I realize I forgot my checkbook. I had paid half up front, and was to pay the rest of the balance at pickup. I did not yet own a debit-slash-banking card. I knew there was a branch of the bank that I used just around the corner from the shop, and I knew my account number, so I thought I could just go show them my ID and withdraw the cash. I walk up the corner of the street, and I'm just getting ready to start crossing when I hear my name called from behind me. I turn around, and this older guy is waving, looking right at me. He looks familiar, but I can't place him. We're about 30 yards apart. He says, How are you doing? I say pretty good. How have you been? Hoping that maybe a name will come to me. At that split second, a car ran the red light and the car going the opposite direction slams its brakes and screeches to a halt. I turn around to see the commotion. There was no collision, just a pissed-off driver laying on the horn and another car speeding away. I turn back to look at the guy again, but he was gone. I mean, vanished. Because we were in a fairly open space and there's no way he could have run full speed to, to get out of my sight. Much less walk. I was just like, what the hell? It then occurred to me that if he wouldn't have called my name... I would have almost certainly been hit by the car that ran that light. That's all weird enough in its own, but here's the kicker. Like I said, I was a teenager when that occurred. Skinny, baby-faced teenager. When I got to be about 30, I started keeping a beard and I'd gotten up to about 230 pounds in weight. I looked in the mirror the other day and instantly flashed back to that moment. That guy that called my name? I think he was me. So that was another collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories. The 28th collection so far. Hard to believe I've done 28 of these already. (laughs) If you enjoyed what you heard, please do consider hitting that thumbs up button and the subscribe button and then the bell icon next to it lets me know that you really, really liked this. And if you like it, really, really like it. That, anyway, redundancy. Anyway, if you really liked it, please also subs... I already said that. Join me on all of my social medias. My brain is dead. It's join me on my social medias. Um, 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Follow me there. You can also join as a channel member or patron. All patrons and channel members get early access to all of my content, which is one of those really good benefits because you get to see where I'm going to go with my channel before I go there. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to the word of the week here. Last week's word was enable. That's right. Enable. Pretty simple word. Kind of hard to use. First up is Annie Red DJ. Well done video narration as always. Thank you. And, or sorry, also as always, I hit that like button and comment to enable your video slash channel to best utilize that algorithm so others can discover and love the Raven as we, your Nevermore, already do. Thank you because the algorithm is a pain in the ass. The second one is Eliza H. Listening to your stories enables me to experience much enjoyment. Thank you very much for that. Greatly appreciated. Next up is Jose Cuevas, I believe is his last name. I don't mean to mispronounce that if I did. Also, or always enjoy... My brain is dead, guys. Always enjoy your content, my friend. Thank you for always being such a nice person. Don't forget to tell people to give you a thumbs up and enable notifications. So, hey, listen to the man. Hit that thumbs up and enable notifications if you will. Lastly, but not leastly, Reharmonized. Listening to this fantastic glitch compilation will enable my subconscious mind to venture into realms which are inaccessible during waking hours. Lately, my nights have been filled with dreams of living out other people's lives as if I meant to experience their existence. Or, perhaps, these are past lives my soul has weathered, or a glimpse into who I might be in a future timeline. That one is interesting. Nice little, almost like a little story there. So, all right. Moving on to to this week's, or today's, Word of the Week, however you want to say it. Uh, This one, good luck, uh, is Loaf, L-O-A-F, and that is a shaped or molded mass of bread. That's right. Loaf. We're talking carbohydrates this week. So, if you will, use that in a sentence or a story. Uh, Yeah, I'll put you on the end here. So, thank you to everyone who listened to this point, and thank you for everyone everyone who didn't. And thank you for everyone who listens, and thank you to everyone who doesn't. I love you all. Hope you have a beautiful Monday. I will see you on the next video, but until then, sleep well.